Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the Purple Hyacinth podcast, Perplexing Paradox. And we have Bundan, Fu, and Lilia. Hello. Hi. All right, and Fu will start us off. Okay, so we pick off right away from the last episode, and Lauren is looking up at an arcing blade towards her head. And yeah, it doesn't look great for Lauren. She will probably die. (laughs) But suddenly there's a slash, and we see the silhouette of a figure holding what seems to be a sword getting their head cut off and they're you know getting a little decapitated you know just, just now a little. It's Tuesday. <laughs> little and then we get one of the most um, stunning lauren panels you will ever see and it's lauren looking shocked her hair is flowing you can see the wind and there's blood splattered all over her face and <laughs> what she's looking up to is one, a corpse, and second, um, another silhouette holding a blade. Still threatening, I guess, but somehow less threatening now because the other person with a blade probably won't kill her yet. Wow, I heard you're that yet. your theories yet. already. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Go with, uh, that, huh? <laughs> so, she is just in complete shock. She can barely process what just happened and her pupils are just minuscule they're they almost don't exist because of how like scared she is and she's looking down at the corpse which is just bleeding all over the place which honestly is kind of rude i mean what did that roof ever do to deserve that stain it's probably going to be pretty hard to clean out especially since they're going to be on the roof and lauren looks up wait wait, who's going to clean up this is like some random person's house who lives next to Blakesley. First of all, I don't know why there nobody notices like this battle going on, but fine. But like, yeah, they're gonna like wake up the next morning and be like, hey, there's like four bodies on your roof. <laughs> What's gonna happen with them? His friends will probably take care of the body just to not raise any suspicion. Are his friends even alive still? Well, mm-hmm. I think I, I think oh, they're not true. They probably are. I'm assuming based on what happens next that they're not unconscious. So Lauren looks up to her unfortunate savior, and it's Kieran. Hooray. <laughs> I guess he wants me to celebrate this. But anyways, Kieran is looking down to her. He has blood all over him, too. His hair is also, what is what little hair he has is also flowing in the wind. We have the same panel of Lauren. <laughs> I was about to say, like... <laughs> Fernando didn't flow so much for you to call this man bald. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Fernando is the fandom name for Kieran's hair. Lauren's own is Tatiana. Oh, did you not know this? This Fernando is not an attractive name. I'm sorry. Uh, Take that up with F and Soap. They're the ones who used it. It's a perfectly good name already. (laughs) 
I guess that's like when teenagers rename themselves and parents are like, what's wrong with the name I gave you? (laughs) It's just their hair. Just their hair. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I haven't seen anyone use Hernando or Tatiana in what feels like ages. No. It was like the fandom last year. That's a relic. (laughs) It's a relic. Just to show you how how long I've been invested. It's been a year. Mm -hmm. Well, it's been more than a year, but the Fernando and Tatiana meme came around um, season one's finale, so about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So behind Kieran, we see one of the other henchmen, I guess, get up from the roof. Kieran turns around. He rushes over and he hits the dude in the back of the head. Maybe killing him, maybe not. I know if you hit someone back there, you can potentially murder them. And Kieran, I don't see you carrying any hyacinths, so um, pick your murders I, wisely. I like the fact that um, you, it kind of, like, the setup of him killing this guy, right, and then immediately turning to the guy, you think, oh, he's just going to use his sword again and kill that guy, and then he lifts up his hand, but then to see the elbow, it's a really good fake out of mm-hmm. your expectations, but it's also a really good character beat, and it's visual storytelling which y'all know I love and Purple Heights mm-hmm. does it so well just just great yeah and I mean this is exactly this is showing us something about Kieran which I want to discuss because like they have a whole conversation that we should you know we're gonna get into but it's it's telling you know right away um just quickly going back to the blood on both of them thing I think it's kind of cool like it shows that they're both equally not equally responsible but they're both responsible for that man's death because like they both got splashed with his blood like i think that was what the scene like you like bundan said like visual storytelling that was kind of what the scene was trying to show both their hands right when i saw kieran like that image of him looking down at her he looks very you know that word is going to come up but he looks very monsterly in this image he's not just covered with blood but his eyes are furrowed and he's you know masked and i think you know this is us seeing kieran in his killing stage which is you know obviously like we're <laughs> it's a big theme of this story that you know kieran doesn't want to see himself that way he doesn't like that part of himself he doesn't like that he has to do this and you know what's his self-image like but you know this is like normally the Kieran that we see interacting with Lauren is suave is polished is charming is dressed well is gentlemanly more or less (laughs) but this is him where he doesn't want anyone to see him like this this is the him that he doesn't want anyone to know about but unfortunately that is the him that he normally presents to the world and Lauren usually gets to see the other side of him but now she has to see what he you know he's been forced to do something that he doesn't want to do for her and she's now seeing him in a way that she has never seen him before that she only has you know imagined him or known about him as fact but now she's seeing it in reality and honestly I think it's a sacrifice to him in more ways than one it's a sacrifice in the sense that you know he crossed a moral boundary that he tries not to cross as much as he can but also he has to show her a side of himself that he didn't want to to somebody whose opinion he respects and who's someone who doesn't view him like most other people doesn't view him so negatively. Yeah, and I think one of the main things as well is that this is again, like 
as readers, we are now in Lauren's place because we haven't seen this side either. So we are seeing this characterization as she does, which I think is done really well for us to be literally in her position in a way, mm-hmm. because the way that he's drawn, he's looking down. We are looking, this is what Lauren is seeing looking up at him. And I think that it's really good use of him showing, because like he said before that he wouldn't kill without it being necessary. And if it's necessary, then he, if it's necessary, he'll do it. But given choice, he won't. And it's, he's literally doing it. And her seeing that for the first time, it's not that she thought he was lying necessarily, but maybe she didn't think, she didn't know how serious he was about that. So he literally just killed a man and then used a non-lethal option to take out the other guy. So now that's just there. In comparison to the last episode, which I know she's going to bring up later, but again, it's the fact that he said the next time that she jeopardizes the situation, he'll leave her to burn to this, where he literally kills a man to save her life. She's she's mm-hmm. good character beats. Yeah, it's it's very affirming. And, you know, I think the shock that Lauren has, like, when she looks up at him, I think that it's it's very multifaceted and multilayered. I think it's shocked that A, he killed somebody for her and recognizing that it, it was hard for him and recognizing that he crossed the line that he wouldn't normally cross and that he cares about her enough to save someone for her, to save her. And I think it's also that shock at seeing that side of him. You know, so, I mean, and also honestly, what would she do like in that situation? I think most people to save their life would do a lot of things, including kill someone else, right? If someone's immediately attacking you, I mean, you're, that's an instinct. So, and I don't think she would have necessarily done it different. Hmm. Yeah, and that look when Kieran is, um, you know, the, the last image panel that we discussed, when right after he disarms the other guy, you know, Lauren has like pulled herself up on the roof and he's just standing there. He's not looking at Lauren. He's just looking at the other guy. I think he's taking a minute to compose himself because he's a little maybe ashamed of Lauren seeing him that way, even though he did the right thing, honestly. But I think that it's hard for him to face Lauren after that because he doesn't want her to see him that way. I don't know if he's really thinking about that, but yeah, you could read it that way. And um, his face kind of softens up when he looks to ask if she's okay. At least that's how I see it. Mm-hmm. I will take that. Mm-hmm. I thought, I always thought of something like more affirming, like, are you okay? Like, to make sure that she doesn't have any injuries because that was probably the most dramatic thing to happen to her in a long time. Honestly, what do you think? What do you guys think was more traumatic? The the picture in Aslo's hands, <laughs> notebook, or this? I think the picture in his hands was more of like a internal realization thing, but this one was more of like a oh, I'm literally about to die physical harm thing, which can have similar reactions, but yeah, one was more of like horror and this one was more of like survival mode. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Either way. I, think it's, I think it's also interesting how 
numb or just used to this kind of situation Kieran seems like he did not blink he did not hesitate at all like Lauren is so shaken from the experience and yes it was her life in danger in that moment but, I like, kind of thought oh sorry go ahead Kieran has seen this before he's used to it uh, I kind of thought he might have been a little impulsive when he killed the man, like he didn't have enough time to think of like a less fatal way to get rid of the guy. So, okay. mm. but with the others, he was like a lot more calculated. He tried to like hit them somewhere unfatal, but this oh. one, he just, he was like spring into action. He had to do whatever, um, whatever was needed. Well, that, that would indicate that he gets emotional at the sight of Lauren in danger, which is oh. nice for us simps, you know, for us yes. lucky <laughs> well if you would i guess you can continue with the panels i mean i would be scared if um my ticket to taking down the leader of the phantom side almost died too that would be pretty distressing <laughs> yeah, you can see it that way <laughs> they're using each other at this point they're still using each other for their own personal goals they are, they yeah. are, they are, but they're also bit by bit, chink by chink, they're warming you way, they're way into each other's hearts. And in in and this is again, it does not have to be, it could be platonic, it could be romantic, whatever, but like in a caring way. Yeah. Emotions. <laughs> so, um, yes, sir, she's okay. She nods. She doesn't look at him and he turns back and he says, let's get somewhere safe then. And Lauren's thinking as she looks at the man who I believe was knocked unconscious. I don't know if there's some blood right there. So I think that's the guy he knocked out. Yeah. I don't think yeah, because he's not decapitated, but I'm not sure. She's comparing (laughs) the two. Um, Never truly in one's looking at the corpse. And yet just now he and we get this upward shot of her or looking up to her and it's kind of hard to tell her expression because it seems like she's more observing it in a silent, still, again, shock. And there's still blood on her face. And you can see like droplets of blood falling down. And she thinks back to the cave when Kieran said, I only kill when I'm ordered to, or if it's the only solution. And then she flashes back to the last episode where Kieran says, but next time things go to hell because of you, I'm letting you burn. And with these thoughts in mind, her main one is why. And we have this panel of Kieran looking down. He's covered in blood as well. And that is the end of that sequence. I love this. I love it so much. Um, she, Lauren can't even form sentences. And I can totally see, like, thankfully, I've never been, nobody's ever rushed at me, you know, with a sword trying to kill me. But I can, you can totally imagine her her shock and her inability to like really think thoroughly because she's so shaken up. Yeah, no, she, um, I mean, if someone, if you nearly die, it is a, a kind of a tra- like traumatic thing. And it's a lot that you have to process and understand on top of her trying to process and understand his motivations as well. So yeah, you can't really, can't really blame her for being a bit stunned. Yeah, and Kieran's, Kieran's demeanor also just shows, you know, the fact that, again, he's still not looking at her, he's looking down, he kind of looks contemplative as well, 
and then looking down at maybe the cavity of the head, which we don't see, um, you know, yeah, it, it's affecting him emotionally as well for all the reasons that, you know, I speculated about before. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of cool that we're seeing like the dissonance between like what he says and what he does, because like I can recall at least three times up until this episode where he says that he has no issues killing her or letting her die if she causes trouble. And then the first time something like that happens, he uh, saves her life. So it's it's kind of like he doesn't think he cares as much as he does. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think he, sure. he is forming an attachment without him realizing it. Taylor's oldest time and all of that. <laughs> no, it's great. It's good for him. I mean, he needs it. You know, he doesn't, he's completely isolated. He doesn't have any friends. Human beings can't live that way. He needs to have human connection. Yep. We love it. And the next part of the scene is just fantastic also. Lilia, you can lead us with that. All right. So um, we go, um, Kieran and Lauren go back to the cave and they try to clean the blood off of their clothes and their uh, bodies. Um, and they're also not looking at each other, like they're each staring off in a different direction. There's like a, a little bit of a distance between them. Um, and then um, Lauren takes a, a glance at Kieran and we see his back all scratched up and stuff and um yeah do you guys want to talk about that yeah well the back. yeah the back <laughs> those of you who knew me on discord um for a few months there every time it passed midnight i would send a picture of the back and say come and get your cake oh what that's awful no but uh this was a funny tradition back in the day but yeah no I kind of, but beyond that, I just wanted to throw a reference to that. But beyond that, it's cool because you wouldn't have really seen those injuries because you could just be like, oh, the blood's from when he killed that guy or like whatever, right? Because they're both covered in blood. But her looking back, she sees not only the cuts that he got from this fight, but how scarred he is on his back and probably in other places throughout his body. And it's kind of a a vulnerable and humanizing moment for her to see oh he's not just an assassin who is untouchable and can get away with anything he's probably had it rough right and like he's very private about his past like he never mentions anything about himself so it was kind of a good way to show that uh like both lauren and the audience that he's been through probably torture without him saying anything like he doesn't reveal any of this but we get to see it through the scene like yeah. it's like there's a dark history written all over his back right yeah she's used to seeing him as the aggressor always and she's always thought of him as evil just the way everyone thinks of him and now this is a like a, a very big shock to her that she can maybe reconsider that there might be a reason for why he is doing what he's doing and that it may not be voluntary i don't know how i don't know you know she's not us like we the readers get more information about his background than lauren does we get some flashbacks that she doesn't but it probably would get the wheels turning in her head that maybe Kieran is not what he appears to be and you know maybe there's more like you said of a human side to him than she realized yeah I think it's a very powerful moment in image That's true. Whew, he's been through some things yes mm -hmm. he has 
Um, so then uh, he's trying to put bandages um, and struggling to put bandages around uh, his injuries. And Lauren takes note of that and she offers to help him out. And he declines, but she insists. She's like, you look stupid. I'll help you fix your bandages. And he agrees, or I guess silence is an agreement. I don't know. Uh, and then she um, starts to bandage him up. It is so intimate. I have to say, I was so pleased to see this, that she's helping him and that she is, you know, again, like they, their relationship until now has often been just sarcastic and antagonistic, but here she is genuinely helping him with something that he does need help with. It's beautiful. And she's and in a way it's her repaying him for saving her life without having to say it, because I think her just doing this is a bit easier than actually saying it out loud and she wants to kind of show that gratitude without putting it into words because I don't know if she can put it into words yet but she unconsciously knows that she wants to show that so her offering to help him out with this is her way of showing that so good so good yeah amazing I also just want to say nice chunk of your arm that is missing Kieran that is a big scar he has right there and his shoulder people talk about that shoulder scar all the time the theories about that shoulder scar go back at least a year like (laughs) nobody knows what it is was it a was it like a grazed gunshot wound something that got cut we don't know if it's going to be relevant or not but it could be we never know oh yeah i can't I have horrible memory, so I don't know if anyone's brought this up yet, but Lauren's also wearing a binder, which I thought yeah. was a neat detail. Mm-hmm. Right, because she's still trying to not look, to make Loon be out like two men, <laughs> as much mm-hmm. as she can, I guess. Also, I just want to say one of my favorite panels of this is the one where it's like you just see her hands behind him and he's kind of looking back because it's kind of shows how kind of vulnerable he's feeling in this moment with her <laughs> helping him and he's not used to having help. He's remarkably self-sufficient and like we said before he has no other human connections so he on any other night probably when he comes back from missions he probably gets injured from people shot at or attacked with knives and when people are trying to defend themselves so he probably has to bandage himself up all the time it probably is really hard especially if he's in a lot of pain so him seeing her help him even though he knows that he just threatened her like a few days ago and her helping him is just kind of shocking for him. And I, I, I don't know, I just like seeing the, the expression on his face, kind of a bit stunned and a bit in awe in a way. Just good character stuff. But I feel it's like I little, say that every time. Um, it's a little odd that he sucks at doing bandages. Cause like you think over the amount of injuries that he's gotten, he should be proficient at doing that. I don't know if it's about sucks. It's just that it just takes longer. So it wasn't oh, that he was true. sucking. It was just that it was taking a long time and she was just being like, I'm right here. I could just do this for you in five seconds. <laughs> he also might true. be, might be because she's with, with him in the cave. I mean, first of all, he's like a little emotionally shaken up by what he just did for her. And the fact that she's here in his private space is probably also making him more awkward than usual. That's a good point. All right, shall we move on? Yes. All right, so uh, um, Lauren bandages him up. And honestly, this is the closest we've ever seen them, aside from dancing. But um, 
Didn't they have each other pinned in like the first few episodes? No, but the difference is this is the closest they've been like in turn. Not I. I don't want to say emotionally because that's not really what's happening. But it's they're not putting on any personas or anything right now. They're complete. They're kind of stripped down literally in a way. So literally, him with his shirt off, her in just her undershirt with the binder. It's just like. <laughs> literally stripped down in terms of clothes but also more emotionally stripped down so they're a bit more raw and real with each other and this is the first time we've really seen them with their guards down relaxed and not being not bantering or talking or making jokes and that's this is the first time we're seeing that because much as I love the tango scene they're putting on a front for that they're acting and though we get some moments of genuine um interactions between them it's it's mainly an act so I really love this scene for just to just show them ignoring that yeah, and they're also okay. completely silent actually throughout it's this whole time times that they're not trying to kill each other <laughs> that too yeah and I think you know they're both silent because you know Kieran I think is uncomfortable with with you know like you said in shock at her doing this for him and she Lauren is still very very much you know taken aback by what just happened and and shook shaken up so they're both just quiet. They don't even talk. Oh, I love this whole scene. is just It's just so beautiful. Well, Lauren can't really object to what he did because we'd be like, okay, otherwise you'd be dead. Like, like I know morally this is troubling her, but the fact that it's either her life or this random stranger she's never met. So yeah. I think she realizes that. Like, I think she recognizes that had he not done that she would be dead and I yeah there is probably a part of her that is torn up about the fact that this guy died but I think she's more shocked about the fact that Kieran killed for her to save her life but didn't kill the other guy like it's multiple things at once that are re like recontextualizing her how she thinks of him in her mind Mm -hmm. that's a good point all right, so then we go on to uh, Lauren finishing up with her bandaging, and um, she says, okay, it's done. And then she's still tugging on the one of the ends of the bandage. And then we see her um, about to say something, actually I, and then blurt text, everybody's least favorite thing. And then Kia's like, what? And then we don't see what happens after. So what do you think happened after? <laughs> You don't know we how totally annoying know. this was when <laughs> this totally episode came out. But well, we know really. now that a week took so long. <laughs> and if anybody mm. who's reading this and hasn't gotten to the next one yet, and you're just like, what happened? First of all, you have a remarkable um, self-control to have not read that one. But also, <laughs> when it wasn't out, to have to wait to figure out what she said to him, even though we probably know like you could probably figure it out. What did you guys think she said? I mean, not what the comments were thinking. No, Wait, the, what comments the comments are. I love you. A love declaration. <laughs> like, how does that even? Please, even I don't think that would happen. And I'm against my power. I'm so proud of myself, by the way. Can I say? I didn't. Say, well, I'll say it now, so I don't know if it, my my self control counts. I didn't say a single comment about Kieran's body and. Okay, I'm very proud. I know that you know I could I could represent many people in pointing out his muscles and stuff, but I didn't say anything <laughs> until now. <laughs> um, 
One of the things I love, though, when she's tugging on the bandage, so we can see that her hand is shaking. So mm. she's kind of rattled and like trying to figure out everything with him. And it's it, the whole this, this whole night's just been a big shock to her. And again, she tried to help him out now, but then she's trying to put her feelings into words and it's kind of hard to do that. I just love that. Also, the panel at the end with him looking over his shoulder and being like, what? well done the lighting the the expressions these episodes this stretch of episodes is such good facial expressions they're so good i love it that's something that caught him off guard yes yeah i honestly thought that she was gonna say like why is your back so messed up or something along those lines Mm -hmm. or i'm surprised that you i don't know but um i mean what i thought was gonna happen was what actually happened and i don't really want to say that right now because spoilers even though (laughs) I figure people who are watching this have read it already, but I don't Probably want to 10 say times. <laughs> yeah. But ew, so I, I don't know if I want to say it now. Do you think it's okay? Okay, okay. spoiler alert what happens, what she says, but it's immediately at the beginning of the next one. But basically she thanks him for saving her life, which is what I figured because your boy never gets thanked for saving lives. Your boy always yeah. takes lives. So to save someone's life, and to have that person thank him for it is kind of messing with his brain. And he's not used to it. He was not prepared. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was expecting a different reaction, like a comment on, um, like, maybe she could have said something like, oh, why don't you try something less, like, oh, God, mm-hmm. I can't. Lethal. But like, yes, like, why didn't you try to knock him out? Or like, that was killing him was the only solution. That's, I guess, it makes sense for him to expect a reaction like that from her because like, She's supposed to be like be very morally uh, upright cop and all. I think that goes with that image. I think he probably expected her to not say anything about it. Maybe give him like yeah, maybe give him shit like you said, or just not acknowledge it. Because remember, they're supposed to be partners who don't get too personal. But when you thank someone for saving your life, it's a bit personal. So I think it's him. It's them being very vulnerable, Mm -hmm. and he was not prepared for her to be vulnerable in front of him. Yeah. That expression on his face when he turns around, it's like he doesn't know what she's going to say, but he knows it's going to be personal and it's going to be emotional because they both recognize that, you know, without without saying things to each other because they're not quite open, really, they both recognize that something big just happened. So it's kind of like, you know, he knows that she's going to say something meaningful and he's maybe anxious or, you know, about what it's going to be. Yeah, it's just these episodes are great. From 26 to 28, they're iconic and really great in terms of learning about their respective characters and the way that they think about things, internalize things, how they present themselves, all of that. And there's these episodes are some of my favorites, not only in season one, but in probably the whole series. So. Mm-hmm. They make no. me so nostalgic. Yeah. Season one. Hmm. Season well, one was great. You can always reread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, but season I, one is like completely different vibes from season two. I just can't wait to read the whole thing when it's done as a mm-hmm. collective. Because it's gonna there's things in season one we probably didn't even pick up on that when we reread, it's gonna be like, yeah. So yeah, can't wait for that. 
Yep. And all the little lines that now don't make any sense. Like that night you could have killed me. I didn't know when I was blind to them all. Suddenly it'll oh, all make sense. Hesitate. Oh I'm God. waiting for that. <laughs> the longest mystery of the series. No, literally, when I say why did he hesitate, I always have to do claps because why? But yeah. <sighs> We will yeah. learn eventually. Like, I'm more tragic. interested in that than finding out the identity of the leader. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So, it, eh. hmm. Yeah. What is the end note for this episode? It's, um, I had to study men's backs, uh, men's back a lot for this episode. Now Pinterest <laughs> is going to suggest me naked men pics for the next two months. Your sacrifice was worth it, so... <laughs> yeah i had to do for my for my job i find footage for for advertisements so i had to look up a merman mer people oh, so man. i found this this merman's account and it was um let me let me stop recording because this is not really relevant to replies <laughs> Thank you so much to my current patrons, Susie, Lady Libris, Alley Cat, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Dahlia, Saucy Tacos, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, and Laura. Your support is truly appreciated.